Hi, my name is Nahida. My name is Mark Su. I'm Ayano Nakamura. This is Mina Kim, and welcome back to the first episode of Bates Beyond Borders. How was your other part of your orientation? Like, was there any memorable part of orientation outside of yourself? Maybe Green Dot. Oh, Green. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the training. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's really good. That means we did our job right. <laughs> oh, you were in charge of it? I I wasn't the orientation crew, but I was at JA last year, and so. Oh okay. Oh yeah, maybe. Does anyone feel comfortable explaining what Green Dot is, or should I? <laughs> you go for it. I. I okay. Mean, I could if you, you want. Yeah. Uh, so, just for anyone who doesn't know what it is, Green Dot Bystander Intervention Program, I think that's the whole, that's the full name of mm-hmm. it, is all of, we do a lot of education under that name to ensure that people could um, intervene in gender-based violence, like power-based violence like within the campus. And then by this education, we just hoping to make a to build a conversation about what gender-based or like or power-based violence is and and take stereotype out of it and learn how to intervene when those type of violence happen so that we can make that green dot, which means that basically like a safe place for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just want to add the opposite of a green dot is a red dot. Red dot so red dot, it's, yeah. it's a really like cool way of, um, pre- it's a prevention instead of like, um, you know, curing it. It's like, we have so many like people who get green dot certified that we have more green dots all over campus who are direct or indirect um, interventionists in, in cases, in situations like that. So um, students, faculty, staff who get green dot certified, they are people who would, you know, intervene in, situation, in situations like that. Ayanna, do you mind sharing why it was memorable for you? Yeah. Um, I think it was memorable because that's like the first time a professional would teach us what to do in certain situations when we encounter, like, for example, like, uh, sexual harassment or such. And so I never really was taught. Um, I feel like during high school, everyone really kind of brushed that away, like, brushed that off and, like, kind of made that, like, a taboo subject. So here it was, like, really, everyone was very open about it. Um, someone even, like, it, um, you know, um, was open opening up about their own like encounter with these kind of um matter and so i think that's the moment i was like wow like college is like a place to be like independent and like you know saving other people's you know uh, well-being and also my own well-being um yeah so very educating place and i i i actually signed up for like training after that that's awesome yeah, I also feel you a lot in the sense this was like the first time I had the conversation. I also growing up in Korea where sexual education is not widely done, unlike a lot of other countries. Um, that was my first time learning like what exactly the idea of consent is. I still remember that, like, yeah, I think it was like an animation that, that compares consent with, with like su- suggesting a tea and like you don't. Um, make people drink tea when they are like drunk or something like that. It was it was such a good and easy way of explaining stuff. I have learned what like sexual violence is in Korea, but like I always feel because no one exactly told me what it is, 
it would, I was a little bit like kind of vague on like where this concept is actually coming from. And a lot of that thing in that like short period of time, yeah, I was able to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess like this is, this might also depends on like where in the country that you're from. Like if you, if there's something that's very prevalent back at home, like it might be like not something very new, but like it could be the other way around. This is like a behind story about like international orientation last year I remember that a lot of people were talking about like we need like sexual education for international students because even I remember like I even don't knew I never know how to use like condoms and like stuff like that where in the U.S. like I remember the first time I went to my dorm and go open open the bathroom they have like bunch of free condoms on the side and I was like really curious but I never saw a condom before I was like what is that Mm-hmm. It turns out it disappeared in a day, but I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. <laughs> I have to learn it, like, from my friends, like, separately, where I think, like, that's something that is not, that was not covered in, like, orientation because it, it's almost expected, like, that's, like, how it's going to be. But I guess people have different opinion within the, within the um, people who are planning the international orientation because because everyone have a little bit of a different perspective on that. So mm-hmm. I think eventually it, we didn't talk about that last year. But it was it was something that was like on the table, right? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, Mark remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was also on the board. Yeah, I remember when we were doing the uh, this Q and A section at nine p.m. People were staying late, mm. and then I think Fran was there, and she received a question. It was anonymous, okay? So you can send me any question you want. And one question was, "Am I allowed to have sex?" But that, that question is ridiculous, right? Because, I mean, we, we, but, but, but it also shows how people come from really different backgrounds where expectations, you know, like, you know, like this, this shocking, this, this shock that comes from cultural difference, like, yeah. can be significant, right? And that's, that's what, I mean, I'm sure Mina knows what the national orientation tries to do and will continue to do year after year, uh, in this year online. Yeah. I just want to say that the question is not ridiculous at all. I, if I had just directly come to college and I hadn't had the like high school experience here, I would have been in the same freaking boat. I would have been like, are you allowed? Or even like, what is sex maybe? Or like, what is a condom? Those are the questions that are so like, some students don't get sex ed at all in other like countries. It's a, like, in the U.S., I, because I went to high school here, I got so much, like, freedom in terms of, um, you know, in those areas, but I, I think it's, like, right now it seems to me to, like, ridiculous that people don't know about it, but that's because I've lived here for so long, and, but if I had come just to college, there's so much information that gets thrown at you, um, cultural, um, just academic, mental health, so much information yeah. and, you know, new things. But that, like, another big thing. yeah, you just have to get it, you know, learn and retain as much as you can, but also remember that there are so many people, amazing people who are there to support the international students. Um, and that there is no, no ridiculous question. You can ask it as freely as you want, because I I I so understand where every like the, those kinds of curiosity come from. 
and, you know, just feel comfortable and enthusiastic about asking a question because, you know, we're there to learn. And, yeah. I think just orientation overall, I, like, because the regular orientation is based on, like, American students, there are a lot of gaps that I have to fill by myself. Mm -hmm. One thing, including what's, like, Bastion, what was that? Hang on, what's that, the name of the shop? Hang on. Bats, bet, uh, hang on, bed, best, and beyond, bed, bed, yeah, yeah, bed, 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 and beyond. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm already blinking names. Like, or uh, like, I remember like there's like a bunch of like shuttle lists to like this shopping shop. I think the only thing I probably knew was Walmart. Mm-hmm. But like, what what is that place? I don't know. Like, wh- how is that different from like Walmart or like what like what is so special about the place? Like, why I have to go? And then those type of things like is something that. I have to ask around that. I just have to fill it by myself. Because mm-hmm. unless I'm going to, unless I ask people, like, no one's going to tell me what it is. Right. Just because it's like, because it's organized in the perspective of like American students right. like, overall. Is it, another big uh, memories I have regarding that was when like President Spencer was giving a speech to like parents who brought their students in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at that time, I thought, like, I was supposed to go every event in the orientation because I think that is, like, a lot of, that's, like, a Korean standards. Like, if there's a schedule, mm. like, you go to everything. Like, it's, like, I, so I never knew that I could, I don't have to go with some of them. So uh, I was super busy during orientation. <laughs> so, uh, President Spencer was basically, like, describing like, what is it like for a parent to bring students into their dorm. And then... And so, like, they were talking about, like, what is it like to drive and what is it like to put your, like, bring bring your child with your, like, with your husband or wife and, like, blah, 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 blah. And then I thought, like, somehow I was naive enough to think that she will mention at least once the sentence that, like, there are students, like, international students who travel from abroad or, like, who don't have parents around. And then, like, she never talked that until the end. Like, there was no mention of, like, international students or mm-hmm. parents, students who were, who lived far enough that they had to come by themselves. And it was, it was just a huge shock to me. I was, because I only lived in Korea as a Korean, as a majority, I never had that experience that my experience was not talked, like, publicly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I was, I was, like, so bitter about it somehow. <laughs> I actually, I was like, I, I never knew how much it was until later in the orientation when when they were talking about like race and yeah, that was actually one of the other memorable events. I think there were in my year there was a person who did like a one person app mm-hmm. that like that she interviewed like before with a lot of base students and she she shared a lot of like minority students like experiences like first generation students like student for minority group, like racial minority groups and so on. Mm-hmm. So we had a huge group decision discussion about it. And so I'm like, after you have any similar experiences already, like in the orientation, I don't know why, but I I started to bring that story out. And then like I couldn't continue the conversation. I just like it, I was like full in tears already. Mm-hmm. And that was just like that was the only first week I get there. And then at that time I didn't understand what inclusion means. Like that's probably the first time I heard at that space and like I, I just felt it. I just felt it right away. Mm-hmm. At that time, like, I never understood why it is. It was like much later on that I got to like understand myself, like where that was coming from. Right. And, and I mean, this is what makes you such a good vice president for the National Club. Uh, 
because you've gone through all this, all the, all these difficulties, right? And, um, uh, and I mean, I, I'm sure like you, Mimina, you have went through this and have answered a lot of questions from younger students about these, about overcoming these problems. So, uh, I'm sure, I mean, all, all of us as, as rising sophomores, juniors, seniors, I mean, older students, old, especially older international students are not only like, are not only will help you to, I mean, to, to first years, right? Not only will help you to answer your questions, but like, we are genuinely happy that mm-hmm. you are asking us questions, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we all have questions and we are like genuinely happy that you are trusting us to ask these questions too. Because as Mina, as Mina showed, these questions can be very personal. And, uh, so we, we are honored to answer questions. We, we're going to do everything we can to answer your questions, right? So, yeah. I mean, that, I'm sure that's consensus to, to a lot of international students here. For sure. I mean, that's actually one of the questions I had while organizing this talk overall. Because I think it's overrated, overall could be seen in so many different perspectives. For me, it was, it was my first introduction to the United States. So because of that, I had like a lot of goods and bads right at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that some students will be going through it depending on where they're coming from. But at the same time, I don't want to imply that like that's what they're going to go through it because like because i don't want to make like bias out of it and i would imagine there would be like freshmen like first year students who would be listening to these podcasts or like later on asking me like oh how is your life how is the guy like going to orientation or going to like the beginning of the semester and then at that point i always have a question of like how i'm supposed to answer this question like what would be like what should i say mm-hmm. <laughs> And what would be the best thing to say to like an incoming student? Like, right. That's that's my personal question that I always have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I remember when I this wasn't at Bates, but when I first came to the U.S., I was 15, um, and I was just like the main question was, am I going to be discriminated against if I was like I went and studied with American kids? Because that's a huge, you know, like insecurity that you have like I had it personally when I first came here and I was just like wondering about it um I mean like it is challenging to first come to this country because you're going to have culture shock you're going to have like a different language that you're going to have to speak full time um that you're going to miss your family it's going to be a different life all of these like challenges are there but remember that you're not alone um at least at Bates, um, I was, I mean, so those are like some of the challenges that you first, you know, um, face, but then after that, it gets, you know, it gets easier, but also know that you are living on your own, you're learning a lot, you're gaining an experience, a life experience that will be so useful for the rest of your life in general. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, for me, like what you said was like, oh yeah, you know, remember to be, remember to think that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try to think that way when I was, you know, in difficult times. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I couldn't find like a group of people who were struggling like the same as I. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like international community back then, like we didn't really have like international club meetings, like regular meetings or, um like international like events like 
as much as I thought. That was like difficult. But then I met like individual, like international friends and definitely like try to reach out to them more. Yeah, I think that's something that we should do better. We should do better. Yeah, yeah we、future. should definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure.、Um, I'll make sure that we talk in our board meetings for sure. Yeah, just like yeah. being more present because I, I, like honestly, I became more friends with the domestic students. So I like wasn't friends as many as with the international students. I was in at Clayson, so I had an advantage because at my year there was a lot more international students in the house than other years, I guess. And so I got lucky in, in terms of that because I got to know them. But Um, you know, just like reaching out as old, older students to younger international students and、um, really like being there for them. Because, like, I honestly, like, I didn't really like know that international students were closed until like this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My freshman year, I wasn't, I wasn't really like. You know, I knew students, but I really didn't hang out with anyone. And I realized, like, after hanging out with、um, some students from, you know,、um, Bangladesh and Pakistan and China and, you know,、um, Japan, I really, like, become, like, closer to my own culture, if, if you know what I mean. Because I, like, lost that, like, international student identity in a way. Because I was just like, I came here as a teenager. Then I basically I formed my, most of my identity, I think, in America as a, like, you know, sort of became so American.、Um, and the culture became so normal to me that I was struggling to get back to my own culture.、Uh, sometimes I started speaking to my parents and they would like start like saying things that didn't make sense to me or like certain Cultural norms and expectations that they have for me, I wouldn't get because I was so like in this mindset. But then after hanging out with like international students and like really like learning more about their background, it's like, like, why do I, why am I not so aware of this? So now I'm like, I listen to more, you know, Persian music. I listen to, I, I did listen to music before, but now I do it more. I talk to my parents more. I'm trying to do my,、uh, you know, get better at my own literature in terms of poetry. Persian poetry is beautiful. And like now I'm getting back into it.、Um, so like it really like helps me get back, you know, closer to my own roots in a way. So I really appreciate that.、Um, for students like me, <laughs> like, you know, the new students really give, give me a chance to <laughs> take advantage of this relationship. A symbiotic relationship, honestly. Like old students from new students, new students from old students. So we like, we come and we help each other in so many ways. And I just had that realization, which is incredible for me, honestly. Thank you so much for sharing. Like, wow. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I just, you know, staying there this summer also really helped me get close, you know, with, um, Sandia and Shinemi and Nicole, and like really understanding where they came from. And it turns out we really had the same, like, similar experiences.、Um, 
you know, like we all like struggled throughout academics in terms of, you know, gender inequality, discrimination and things like that, that really brought us together and united us in a way. And it just like, we feel a certain kind of strength in that. I feel kind of strength in that. So, yeah. So we should definitely do better. <laughs> we should, yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is going to be different with COVID this year. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Ugh, COVID, yeah. I haven't thought about that yet. Yeah. But just, like, having, like, the students be a lot more aggressive with, like, putting themselves out there as older students. Because as, you know, younger students, you basically just, like, you want to be comfortable because you're already, like, risking so much coming into this country, you know, like, with, you know, going thousands of miles away from home to go to school. And then having, you know, to stay in that comfort zone, it's natural to want to do that. So I would, like, I would suggest that the older students should, like, get a buddy system, you know, like, which would be just, like, another, like, support system, I would say. would be awesome. Do you mind if I share your, what you said to the International Club and, like, the orientation leader? Like, we were actually planning something similar this year. Like, mm-hmm. we were doing, like, something similar with, the, like, a JA system, but, like, there will be, like, mentors. So it's, like, kind of similar with the, like, the buddy system last year. But, like, instead of, like, having, like, one-to-one interaction, it would be, like, there would be more like a JA and, a, yeah, a group of students. We are introducing you with their international advisor program this year. Please check our Instagram page and also your base email inbox for further details. If there's anything that you would want to keep or like change for orientation, what would it be? I think we kind of like touched on it, but like, do you want to like identify one thing and then we can wrap the conversation up? Yep. I I definitely enjoy like the talent show that we had. Um, Like everyone participated with like the lights on in the tent. I wonder how it's like it's gonna be this year, but yeah, but I I definitely like that, and you know we should all do that mm-hmm. every year. Um, and one thing, one thing like I didn't like was I feel like everyone was super exhausted. Like, like I feel like so many talks. Yeah. So. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. So I guess like make it less dense. But I don't know. I think that's all orientation. So. Everything's just back to back. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Pace it out and like have more fun events. I mean, orientation, like a lot of it is like we do have fun events, but like definitely like spacing it out and not overlapping the international and the bigger orientation together. Because last year I wanted to be more a part of the international like inter orientation. But I was a J eight, so I had to take my own group of students everywhere, and like I had my own responsibilities. So it was just like I couldn't do many of the events because I was so tired after moving there, and then like tw- like you know eight in the morning, I'd have to be up to guide my first years through like the orientation program, and then I would never have time for international events. Um, or I'd just be tired. I'd be so tired that I'd just sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only for J's and RAs, it's just for first years, their schedule, like some of their schedules overlap with the international, international orientation schedule, right? 
they can they either have to uh, they either can attend the debate or come to the we are global meeting right so that's what's that right we i think i think this better cooperation is needed this year to make this work so i'll take into account it appears that this part also <laughs> kind of turned out to be like me like bringing in ideas and yeah. then i think thinking of like what's your what's yeah. your topic divine and like all the international students like on the board okay but like thank you so much for like the whole thank conversation thank you so much yeah honestly yeah, thanks for doing this thank you so i much personally ever. appreciate you Thank you so much for listening to Base Beam Border. This podcast was brought to you by the devotion of our guests, Nahida, Mark Ayano, and the support of the Base International Circle. Thank you so much. See you next week. <laughs>